0: Welcome to The Happy Writer, a show about creating and sustaining a long term author career. My name is Patty Jansen, writer of science fiction and fantasy. I've published independently since 2011. This show covers motivation, diversification, learning new skills, and your place in your career. Come on in and be happy. In episode 37 of The Happy Writer, I'm going to be talking about the trials and tribulations of editing. When you first start thinking about publishing, there will be plenty of people who will be at pains to remind you that you must get your book professionally edited. But they fail to tell you what this means, what sort of editing they are talking about, where to find these editors, and what you can expect. It's a big expectation to have dropped on you as beginning writer. You must have your book professionally edited. It's like a sword hanging over your head because you don't know any professional editors. You've heard they're expensive. You couldn't tell if anyone is good if your life depended on it. So it's all really daunting. And of course, I always like to ask the question, must you really do this? Why? To what aim? What happens if you don't? Well, let's all just agree that it's a good idea to edit your book. I don't think too many people will disagree with that proposition. But if this must absolutely be done by any professional editor is another question. What is professional anyway? A hint. I think the word professional is far too often used to put people down Rather than to indicate the quality of the work. Can you, for example, ask a friend whom you trust and know who is good with language? Can you use software to do this? Can you even do it yourself? Or could you hire the editing process out to someone and give them the manuscript and let them sort it out altogether? Can you just hire a proofreader? Or do you need expensive developmental editing? Hold the phone. Before you do anything, you should learn about the different types of editing so that you can know what you're actually paying for. There is developmental editing that helps you with the story structure, logic and characters. There is line editing that looks at smaller chunks of text, grammar and sentence and paragraph flow. Then proofreading looks at typos, formatting errors and micro-scale mistakes. There is a degree of overlap between the three, and many editors advertise that they can do all of it. But if you're going to hire the same person for all these tasks, they are unlikely to be performed to the same standard, even only for the reason that if the same editor sees the same words too many times, they will start to gloss over them, which is why people tell you that you can't edit your own work in the first place. Which is rubbish, of course, because I know many people who do their own editing, but it does require some trickery. It's easier to hire some fresh eyes, which is what you're doing when you're hiring an editor. So, what sort of editor should you get? When you start out, you could benefit from all three. Ideally, you should hire three people – a developmental editor, a line editor and proofreaders. But few people do this, and if they do, they often regret it because the sales didn't cover the very high cost of doing this. The paradox is this. At the time when you're most likely to need and benefit from the work of an experienced or trained person, you're least likely to be able to afford it. Your story and premise are the least likely to attract big sales, And you're also least likely to be able to tell whether anyone you hire is worth the money or even what type of editing you're likely to need. Can you see that this situation is ripe for the picking for unscrupulous operators? The other danger is that too many beginning writers see the editing process as a tick box. They grab someone who edits type of edit unspecified off a Facebook group and will say, there you are, I had my work edited. I paid someone $200 and they took out a few typos. But editing isn't solely about the typos. It's also about better sentence structures and better characters and character motivations. Editing is not a tick box. You may find that this person you paid $200 is quite decent, or you may not. It may be that the only thing they did was proofread your manuscript and that may indeed be all it needed. Or more likely, if you are just beginning, it may not. But with the amount of money you have available, and your as yet non-existent income, you can't really afford a developmental editor, which is someone who will sit down with you and read through and comment on your story structure and characters. Developmental editing is usually extremely expensive, because there is a lot of time involved and the person doing it really needs to have some skills. Good developmental editors often come from the traditional industry and don't get out of bed for anything less than four figures. While you do not need any qualifications to hang out your shingle and call yourself an editor, and indeed a lot of people do this, the good editors will usually have had some form of education either in the form of a course or a degree, or long-standing experience with a publishing house. These people are not cheap, but they can be worth the money you spend. But the problem is again that you're just starting out and you don't have that kind of money to spend on a hobby that at this stage hasn't even made you a single cent. What can you do? I tend to view this problem as an exchange of time and money. By paying money for line editing, you make it someone else's problem. But editing should be about education. By paying someone to do developmental edits for your first couple of books, you're telling them to teach you about writing and story structure. You want them to pinpoint what your problems and weaknesses are and suggest how to fix it. You are extremely likely to need to learn this in some way. Developmental editing is one But you can also do a good chunk of this yourself by simply spending more time learning before you start publishing. And by spending more time, I mean reading books on story structure, by doing courses and by joining a writing workshop, submitting your stories or chapters for other people to read and in turn comment on their stories. Before self-publishing was a thing, this was how we learned. We spent years in these workshops. You learn the most from reading other people's manuscripts. I spent about six years in workshops and may do another episode on how they can be useful and how to get the best out of these groups. Suffice to say, for the purpose of this episode, that learning is not something that happens quickly, but it also won't cost you buckets of money. And as a bonus, you spend another couple of years writing and have more material to publish and possibly save yourself from the most embarrassing of mistakes. As in, you published a manuscript that was your first ever scribbling and it just clearly is not ready. And not only that, the reviews are telling you so. I feel that far too many people think that getting an editor is supposed to fix everything that is wrong with their manuscript, and that is very clearly not the case. If you do end up getting a developmental editor, they will look at your story structure and your characters and your story's logic. They won't fix bad grammar or typos. If you get a proofreader, they will fix your typos and your bad sentences, but they won't look at consistency whether or not the story makes sense or where the story is too slow and needs to be cut. And if any of these is the type of editing that you need, you're either going to have to spend the money or the time to improve. Ultimately, fixing things is your responsibility. Editors won't save your manuscript. They will merely tell you where they think you can improve. But I have no money. Can I get a friend to do this? You possibly could, but I would recommend that you stick with strangers. In the first place, only strangers are going to come to your story in a way that is completely fresh, just like a reader would. If you use friends, they may already be familiar with certain aspects of the story because you have spoken about it. They may not be readers of your genre. You may get into disagreements or feel anxious towards your friend because they didn't understand or didn't like certain things that you would be sure they would get or enjoy. If your friend is too honest, it may damage the friendship. If your friend is too glowing, you learn nothing. Really, use strangers for this process. So you can either pay a developmental editor or spend a considerable amount of time in workshops. You can also just publish your story. There is literally no one stopping you just doing this. You may be massacred in the reviews, or simply no one buys it at all. It does seem a bit rude to ask people to pay for something that you have taken little care with, but A, we're only talking about a couple of dollars, and there is a sample that people can look at before they buy. If you just publish... And to be clear, I do not advocate that you do this, but it is an option. And you find that not even the cheapest marketing newsletters will look at your book, guaranteed, then you may need to look at it. You will definitely need to proofread your book. This is a task that you can much more easily hand off to someone. As a bonus, proofreading is not quite as expensive, There is also software that does a reasonable but incomplete job and I would recommend that you use it anyway because it also teaches you about improving your writing. For example, you could be quite enamoured with vague language or use the same sentence structure a lot. Software like ProWritingAid will point this out to you in which case anyone you pay to proofread will not have to look at to become annoyed with it. This is also not the responsibility of a proofreader. A proofreader will really look at the typos and missing punctuation and stuff like that. They will not look at word use or unclear passages. What you should probably get is a combination of a line editor and a proofreader. It's not easy to do both jobs well, so a lot of people use different people and processes for these things. First, All the unclear passages, the repetition, the pronoun confusion, the overused language and vague words and filter language needs to come out. If you have never had this done, it can be quite extensive, quite painful and annoying and utterly necessary. I mean to do another episode about this in the future. Workshops with fellow writers are very good at this. There will be writers in the group who will genuinely think that if you only take out every instance of the word that or something and was and any instance of passive language out of your manuscript, it will be amazing. They will point out every instance of the verboten words and drive you up the wall. They are being ridiculous, of course. But if there is too much of that kind of language in your manuscript, the prose becomes stodgy and difficult to read. If you're using a hundred words to describe something where fifty words will do, an increasing number of readers will just give up, even though they can't articulate why. This type of thing is something that writing workshops do exceedingly well. As a benefit, you can learn this in only a few months. Or you can pay an editor something in the four figures to take all this stuff out for you, get extremely annoyed at this person because the filler language is all through your manuscript and a lot of work needs to be done. Or use writing software like ProWritingAid and do this yourself before you do any other form of editing. No editing, especially of your first ever book, is a fast process you really shouldn't expect to finish your first manuscript and publish it the week after. That's sure to lead to your embarrassment. There is no getting around the fact that when you just start, your work is likely, not certainly, but likely, to need quite a lot of intensive work to make it better. It is very difficult to outsource this kind of thing, so if you have absolutely no money... I advocate that you simply spend more time working on your craft instead. At some point, though, I would advocate that you do use a developmental editor to alert you about the problems or repetitive things that you use in your drafts. If a developmental editor tells you that they would like to see more depth in the characters, it is highly likely that this not just applies to the one book. The same applies with on-the-nose dialogue. Info dumps, unclear motivations, sagging plot lines or irrelevant asides and things like that. If an editor points this out, then it's likely you do this in every book. I would also advocate that you spend time with different editors. Editing is not an exact science and every person is going to take their strengths and weaknesses to it. This includes the writer but also the editor. Ultimately, you have to consider whether the editing process adds value to your work. Can you do this yourself? I can already hear the chorus of people screaming that no, you can't, but I know a lot of writers who are quite successful, who do not have an editor at this point in their careers. Generally, they don't admit this because the naysayers will jump on you, but sometimes you find that you genuinely do a better job than anyone you have been able to hire. In other words, you're willing to spend the extra time. Remember the trade-off between time and money. If you spend a few hundred or even up to a thousand dollars on an editor and then find that they didn't do as good a job as you had hoped, this is immensely frustrating. Make no mistake, there will always be errors in any manuscript, no matter how many people you pay to look over it. Don't obsess over this. At a certain point, any extra typos or other types of mistakes will just not be worth the amount of money spent on finding them. Painful as it is, you're most likely to need help from experienced professionals when you begin, when you can least afford it, and when you can least judge whether or not this help is the type of help you need. You can pay top dollar for services that will sort it all out for you, and yes, there is that time and money thing again. If you don't have the money, you must spend the time. To be honest, even if you do have the money, I feel you're probably better off spending the time instead because it actually teaches you things that you need to know and fix before giving your stuff to anyone else to work on. This will be an investment in your career. We all have ideas and stories we want to sell. For some people, these ideas come out in fully formed stories that need very little massaging before they are publishable. But to be honest, this is a very small minority of people. Most likely, you will need to spend some time learning about plotting, about characters, about point of view, and about putting all this into words that are clear, concise, and clearly communicate your story to readers. As I say, don't annoy the reader, don't confuse the reader, and don't bore the reader. Those are the three cardinal sins of a writer. Ultimately, the confusing, annoying, and boring crap needs to come out of your writing. Whether or not you do that by spending a lot of money or spending time learning, it doesn't really matter. You can do an expensive course, even do a couple of courses, you can read books, or you can pay developmental editors to take it all out for you, or you can just join a workshop and learn as you go. Then, when you have finished your story, you can get someone to line edit and proofread. It is vitally important that if you get this done by another person that you have a good relationship with that person and you trust their judgment. It matters less, in my experience, whether they have the credentials or people are raving about this person. I also suggest that you try a few of these people. Don't just stick with a one. Every person is going to bring something else to your manuscript and you will learn from all of them. Editing is a very inexact science, and it is an interaction between two people who have a similar aim. Watch out for editors who try to rewrite your every sentence according to what they think it needs to be, and who try to impose too much of their own style. Do ask them for their credentials and other people they have worked for. Contact those people and ask them about the process and whether they were happy Many writers will happily share who edited their books because editors may be looking for work. It takes much less time to edit a book than to write one. When you have some names, go to the editor's website and check out their pages. You're now dealing with someone who specialises in language, so if you don't like the language on the page, or worse, you spot mistakes or sentence structures you don't like, don't hire them. A bad editor is worse than no editor at all. In the end, you have to develop a process that you're happy with. It's more important that you get an end product that sells and that you're happy with than how you achieve this. You need to weigh up the balance between income and expenditure. Recognise that when you start, you are most likely to need help and that investment in more expensive editors or a greater time investment, is part of your education. Also recognize that the editing process is going to be different for every person, and that your process is likely to change over time. Those were my thoughts about the editing process. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about how to avoid getting sunk by a one-star review after you have just published, and how to get a bunch of reviews on your books when you just publish or even before the book goes live. Thank you for listening to The Happy Writer Show. Check out links and information about other episodes on my website at patryjansson.com, where you can also find out about my books. You can support me by subscribing to the show or on Patreon at patreon.com slash